Welcome to the Hustle System Podcast, where we unpack the patterns of success and failure for some of my favorite people in the space of entrepreneurship, internet marketing, business, arts, commerce, and just all around badasses that are making a difference in the world. Today, we have a very, very special guest that was gracious enough to share his time with us, Mr. Sam Bakhtiar. Now, what's fascinating about Sam is he is a extremely well-versed and extremely successful guy, multi, 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 multi-millionaire. And you know, it's a, it's a bit of a shame those of you that are listening on audio won't have the uh, pleasure of seeing his red 488 Ferrari that he had behind him when we recorded this podcast. But one thing that I found interesting about Sam is no matter the level that you're playing at, he was very gracious with his time and was very present to the moment for the entire 45-minute episode. And we unpacked a lot. We unpacked how to go about uh, being strong when you want to be weak in business. We went through managing the desire to win and outperform while still maintaining a collaborative frame. We talked about the struggle. We talked about uh, how to maintain your youth and recover faster. We talked about some must-haves as far as supplementation when it comes to peak performance. And we unpacked three of his top references as well because he is uh, actually a doctor, which is pretty cool. And um, talked a little bit about chiropractic practices. But the most importantly, you know, Sam is the runner of the 1% podcast. He also has a supplement line and he does a CEO training, which is very, very excellent. I highly recommend it. We're going to include a link down below. And this was one of those episodes that had a great takeaways and insights for me personally, when I was going through it, I was very humbled to uh, realize that one of the biggest things we forget to do is to be present to the moment and to be there with people. So if we set aside the time to be there, to be present, and to interface, and uh, Sam was gracious enough to take his time. So my recommendation is that you put on a nice cup of espresso and or tea, whatever it is your preference, and you dig into this phenomenal episode with Sam Bakhtiar. We've never wavered from that vision. Everything you hold worthwhile in this nation. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted. It really is a revolution. Sam, welcome aboard, brother. Digging it, loving the background, man. I love how you got the setup and everything. So what I want to start with is uh, time, 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 time. How do you perceive time? Because even with the setup, right? Get me set up, let me sit in, let me rock it, and then you, you're on to the next one. So uh, number one, I'm going to assume you have a hard stop at either 9.30 or 10. No, I'm good at 9.45. So Nine, Awesome. I love that. I love that. Thank you for dedicating the time first off and being here. Uh, I think this is critical, but how do you approach self-management and self-control and drawing boundaries with your time when it comes to giving back, but still reserving some for yourself? That's an amazing question, man. I mean, that is the centerpiece of my life. If you know, if you know me, you know, time for me is so important. And here's, I want to ask you a question. Let me first ask you a question. Is time more valuable or is money more valuable? Oh, time, of course. Okay. I, I think everybody, I don't think anybody refutes that, right? 
Yep. Everybody understand that time is more valuable than money. Let me ask you another question. Do you see people driving around and walking around and just on purpose throw money out of their pocket? No, not, not, with, not without being trained to do so by marketers. Okay. So, but nobody does that. Yep. Nobody does it. They might do it for a, a TV or, or a rap music video and nobody just going to go and just throw money away, right? You know, but how, how come if time is more valuable than money, how come every single day we're throwing away time? How come every single day we're wasting moments and time and seconds and hours and weeks at a time? I don't understand that. So, so for me, if we say that time is more valuable than money, then I'm going to treat it even more valuable than money. And to me, one of my mentors told me a long time ago is, is this, Sam, protect your, your time like you protect your children. That's good. That's good. How do you protect your children? Is it with with a with an AR with an AR? Because <laughs> dude, you're a you're you're a you're a big dude, you know. So I think a lot of people like they'd be intimidated to even have a conversation with you, and so this creates a unique self psychology where, and I think as entrepreneurs, we're, we we want to be open, we want to help, we want to contribute. I mean, you've done some phenomenal stuff, uh, phenomenal stuff. We could talk about spinal health. We could talk about. Uh, strength. We can talk about physical strength, emotional strength, strength as a man. So I'd love to unpack some of these things and the team dynamics leadership. But how do you go about that self-perception of being open? So because you mentioned that, and I'm going to re-reference your example, because if you protect your time like you protect your kids, well, there's a point where you got to let your kids run at, run, run free, right? You got to let them be completely free. So how do you go about letting go of that control sometimes to allow for things like flow state and to not have structure? in certain situations. Very good. I think everything needs has a time and a place. Like for example, if you would have called me yesterday and said, hey, let's do, let's do a podcast tomorrow. I'm like, I can't. I control time. I control, you know, you know, the setting. For, for my kids, I understand that I'm not going to be able to protect them about everything in life. But if I do all the right things right now, they can protect themselves. And they, they you know, but I need to put in the work. I need to put in the time now. You know, and nobody walks in my office and says, Sam, Sam, by the way, I, I need to meet with you about this. I'm like, no, you're not on my schedule. Get on my schedule. And I, I don't mind meeting with anybody. I'll talk to anybody. I'm not stuck up at all. I love to meet with people. I'm not to talk to people, but I got to have a time and a place for it. It can just come random because if I'm random, if you're always reacting to what people want, if you're always reacting to every text, every email, everybody who wants to talk to you, you never are proactive on what you want to do on your goals and what you want to do out of their life. A hundred percent. So, um, but yet there's, there's a, there's a trade-off, right? There's a trade-off because when you seek what's so well, so, I mean, you, you and I, we're, we're morning ritual guys. We're Tony guys. You know, we, we like it to be consistent. We like it to be stable. When we go about sequencing, how do you go about flow state? Because I, I'm, I'm sure you have this where you sequence so much, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. How do you go about, I call it clearing the clutter, right? So I, I, the, way, the way I describe this to my audience is there's mosquitoes and ping pong balls. It, it's every, every accountability, right? It's all these mosquitoes flying out. Somebody wants to do a press interview. Somebody wants to do this. Somebody wants to do that mosquitoes and you got to kind of you know filter out the important ones boom but then they get inside and then they become ping pong balls yeah. and they jump around so sometimes you know and i'm sure with the age you've gotten better at this right i still i'm still young i'm still foolish i still overcommit you know but, but um how do you go about clearing the clutter and what's what's your actual practical like like for me it's sauna right i'll do sauna every sunday 
at 6.30 p.m. until 9. I'm in the sauna. I'm up at 5 on a Monday. That's, that's, my, that's my little reset, right? Boom, you know, cold plunge the works, right? So what's, what's your way of going and saying, all right, there's a lot going on. Hold on let me clear the state. So I'm going to go on the record and tell you I used to suck at that. You know, I used to suck at that. And, and that's something that I'm not normally, you know, um, n- normally, naturally, you know, take time to get in flow state. But as I got older, as I got older, it became so apparent to me that that's so important for your life. You got to be able to, you know, have those relaxation moments. You have to stop being in a sympathetic nervous system mode and be in parasympathetic nervous system mode, right? Your natural flows, you're, you're more creative. I can think big picture stuff, right? And being in the fire, you know, doing things. So I have a rule now that, um, you know, Friday from noon to Sunday at five, I don't have my phone on me. So that is not a complete flow of state, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to be bothered. That's completely family time, which means during a week, I have to crush it. You know, another thing I just started is I started doing yoga three times a week. So this morning, you know, I, you know, I had to wait from four to, to 5.15, 5.15 to 6.30, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm in yoga. You know, I'm totally relaxed. I take a cold shower right after yoga for like a million bucks, but I do want to create more of that, you know, and I realized as I get older, it's very important for me to have some time that is just like this weekend, not, not this weekend, next weekend, you know, me and my wife, we're going to go to Malibu for a long, you know, vacation, like a staycation. And we're both, we're both going to leave our phones. Cool. You know, we're just going to be just, just relaxing by the beach and, and not, not worry about anything and, and be in the flow. Go to jo- Joffrey's for brunch. I got you. Recommend me some restaurants. Bro, go to Joffrey's right off the beach. Yeah, I mean, yeah jo- Joffrey's. It's a G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y's. It's right okay. there on the beach. There's, I don't know. If, there's that moonshine. There's something called moon something, right? Moon shadows. Moon shadows. Moon shadows is good. Nobu's is good. During the day, though, if you're kind of, if you like like the, the brunch vibe, you yeah. know, then Joffrey's is the best, man. I love it. It's, I'm here, bro. Done. It's, Done. Tuck, it's, tucked, it's tucked away too. I like that. It's a little bit like you got to kind of know about it when you drive by it to see it. So right. I was like, I was like, kind of, I, I don't know. We're going to go to one night at nighttime. Yeah. So I'm looking for like different restaurants and different things. We're just going to hang out there for a cool weekend. I appreciate the recommendation. Of course, man. Yeah. During the day, Jeffries is awesome and uh, good vibes, good food, you know, uh, by the beach. The works, man. Um, yeah. Th- th- thank you again, man, for, uh, for taking the time. I think, you know, as we all get, more successful, we get busier. And I mean, you're, you're at a, a, such a high level that I'm always uh, very humbled and grateful to have the opportunity to share these little insights because here's what a lot of people don't understand is that it's taken years, if not decades, to, to synthesize down an idea. Yeah. Just to simply synthesize down an idea and to make it perfect and to make it elegant and to make it resonate, to make it something that you can store, right? And install into your psychology and then use as an operating system over and over again. So I'd like to unpack. Uh, so you, you mentioned some of the nervous system stuff. We'll go, we'll go into that in a sec. But first, I want to unpack the empath narcissist spectrum. Okay. And this we talk about all the time. I, I struggle with this. A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this. You're a good dude. You can see it in in like in the the pupils, right? It's like, oh, dude, like, I'm excited to be here. Let's rock this thing. How do you go about managing those two? Because I think to to be an entrepreneur, you know, like you like the Ferrari, right? Like, heck yeah. 
So you have to be a, and maybe narcissist is not the right word, but it's, it's, it's some sort of a narcissistic sociopathic of, hey, I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to win the fight. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to kick some ass. But to not lose that empathetic human part of yourself that keeps you connected to the other, you know, 7 billion people that we have. How do you go? Because that's, it's competitive, collaborative, right? That's a great question. So listen, when I was dead broke, which was most of my life, dead broke, you know, we came to the country with $500 in the luggage, you know, we, we were at welfare, living in the projects, low income housing, food stamps, you know, I've been through divorce, bankruptcy, you know, uh, anything you can think of, you know, I've, I've had. So when you are dead broke, when you, when you cannot swim, when you can't pay your bills, it's hard to be empathetic. Because all you care about is to try to feed your family, try to have a roof over. All you care about is not getting kicked out and evicted. You know, all you care about is being able to feed the kids and, and feed the family. So it's very hard to be empathetic because I wasn't born into a family who had money or had some reserves. I wasn't a trust fund baby. I had to feed for myself and I had to make all kinds of mistakes and, and, all, and all that kind of stuff. However, once you have enough, you don't have to have crazy stuff, but have enough where your basic necessities are met. You know, you're, you know, you have a nice home, you know, that, you, you know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a mansion. Like, yeah, you have a home, you have a roof over your head, you have a reliable transformation, you have some money in the back, you have some food in the refrigerator. Then after that, you have to think about what kind of impact do I need to make? How can I help other people? See, the Ferrari, Lamborghinis, and Rolls Royces and all that kind of stuff, they were cool when I was broke, because for me, measure of success at that time was to be able to pay the bills and have these kind of stuff. They're not cool to me anymore. Then this is not what I, I what am I going to get? Another Ferrari? What am I going to get? Another car? You know, there's cars that I, I don't, some, some of these cars, I have to put them on chargers because I don't drive them. It's a waste. But while I was coming up, I was thinking these things were cool. This is what success is. But when I got here, when I got here, I'm like, no, man, this is cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a car enthusiast, you know, but after a certain amount of cars, like, it's a waste. At one time, I had 19 cars. I'm down to nine right now. It's still too much. Yep. Now I have a five-car garage and nine cars. How, how many can you drive at one time? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So, yep. so but, but remember, when you, when you had nothing, these things are what, what, what you aspired for. Yep. When I walk out there, I'm like, I don't aspire for another another car. I have all the cars that I want. I don't aspire for a bigger bigger house. I, there's rooms in this house that I haven't been into in months. But what I do aspire is what kind of impact that I'm going to leave. You know, when I die, how many people are going to show up at my funeral? How many people say, I'm, you know, I changed their life? That's what I aspire now. But when I was broke, I couldn't think of that. All I was thinking about is I need to feed my kids. I don't want to get evicted. And once I make it, I'm going to get the red Ferrari. That's what I was, that, that's what I was telling myself. But when I got here, it's cool. It's, it's, it's actually beautiful because it's, um, it's accomplishment and, and fulfillment. I think, I think a lot of people, they model the wrong, especially in social media, man. You know, you're, you're like, uh, the way you floss on social media is unique, right? Because uh, everybody sees that. And I, I work with Ty. So like, you know, we're, we're very tuned into the psychology of the way that people interpret this stuff and all these things. And what happens is people model the wrong thing. You know, you're, you're doing yoga, right? They'll model it as though, as though it's supposed to fulfill them. They will model, oh, if I get a car just like that person, or if I get a house just like that person. And then you get one and then you get another and then you get another. And then you have these people that are unfulfilled 
because I call it the engine, right? They're not using the right engine inside their heart, inside their soul to drive that spirit forward. We get this limited time, we get this limited body, and we, drive, we literally drive it like a machine through life, right, to get results. You're playing um, the wrong game. You know what I'm saying? You're playing the wrong game. So the sooner you realize what game you actually are playing, you know, the sooner you realize that it's the better. See, the sooner you're crystal clear of what you want your life to be, the sooner you're going to avoid all the mistakes and all the crap and all, like, all, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately for me, I made all the mistakes. Unfortunately for me, like, I didn't have, you know, you know, a father that was an entrepreneur, a mother was an entrepreneur, or any role models or anything like that. All I knew is I didn't want to be broke. I want to provide for my children, and I want to be their hero by providing them the nice things. And then, like, I didn't have a father. I wanted to give them all the things that I didn't have. You know, but once I got here, I'm like, okay, we're good now. So you're moving, moving away. So, so Tony talks about this moving towards moving away, right? So, so I have a similar thing. I, I grew up in Russia, came here when I was eight, just me and my mom. So, you, you know, it's, and you, you just, you know, got picked. I had two changes of clothes. So kids would be like, what, what are you going to wear the next day? Your other change of clothes, bro. You know, and I'm like, so, so I'm like, I'm going to get all the shit. I'm going to get, I'm going to get shirts that match the whips, you know, the whole, the whole works, man. So um, that's why I appreciate talking to you because you, you're, you're on a level. Um, let's, let's talk about something you mentioned. You mentioned an impact point and making the impact. So let's say you were to snap your fingers and the world, okay, the world instantaneously transforms. You boom, you snap your fingers, world transforms. What does that look like in your mind for that great, you know, if you could boom, fast, like, like you had thousands of years of progress you know, let's say we didn't go away, right? We got reincarnated and we, oh, we had thousands of years of progress. Boom, we snapped that. We, we fast forward to it. What does that look like? Can you unpack that in your mind's eye? How are humans, how are we interfacing? What does the world look like? I'd love to hear that. Well, if I could fast forward a thousand years, you know, there would be no need for guns, mass, you know, you know there would be no, uh, no racism, you know, there'll be no need for, um, you know, you know, weapons of mass destruction. There'll be no need for armies, navies, or anything like that. There will be no need for even countries. You know, that we all, we, we all, as a world, become united towards betterment, empowerment, and um, selflessness. So that's what I wish for the world. You know, you know, uh, it, it, I don't watch the news. I don't go on the news, but every once in a while, you know, somebody comes and tells me, did you see, see this? And it's just, to me, just heartbreak me. Heartbreak. And that's exactly why I don't watch the news. It's always bad news with people killing each other and, you know, people are robbing each other. And, you know, like, there's no need for that. There's need for it. So if I could fast forward this, all the hate's going to be gone. All the racism is going to be gone. We won't need any police. You know, we won't need, uh, like I said, army or any of that. Everything is contained within ourselves. Everybody's out there to empower each other, help each other, and elevate each other so we can all live, the, live, uh, live a better life. But I will go on the record to say that chances of that happening is probably slim to none. Why is that? Because we as humans are wired to, to compare ourselves. We are, as humans, we want to, you know, hey, look, I'm better than you. Oh, why this person has more stuff than me? Oh, this person is not on my level. We kind of side, we, we are wired to size each other up. 
I have this and I have that. You can see it. You you can see it as 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 little as we're we're kids. Oh, that's my toy. It's not your toy. I have more toys than you. My dad makes more money than you. Oh, you know, you know, my house is better than you. It starts at three, four years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And until we get rid of that, but I feel like that's heart driven into our DNA. You know, and you know, obviously, you know, then then later on you grow up and the greed sets in. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and and you know, then then that the sets in that somebody, well, I'm doing this, I should be getting more than this person's getting because he's not doing anything. All the comparison and all all all, all the all the little nuances come come in place. But I could snap my finger a thousand words. We'll we we'll, we have to reprogram our DNA. Yeah, I think it's I think it's doable. I don't think it's that far fetched. I think I, 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 I hope so. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping you're right. <laughs> I I think so. And what's your uh, what's your spiritual practice like? I'm a Christian. Cool. I love that. Do, do you meditate? Or do you go out, do you go strict strict doctrine, or do you kind of you know how do you interpret? Well, you know, um, I'm a very novice Christian. You know, you know, you know, I, I believe in God, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know every verse of the Bible, you know, but I believe in just doing the right thing. What feels good in your heart. I believe in when you go to sleep at night, there's two people that you need to please the man upstairs and yourself knowing that that day you did your best. You were as ethical as possible. You help as many people as possible. And you did really your best by everything and everyone. So you can put your head on a pillow and go right to bed. The person that cannot go to bed at night thinking that, okay, they robbed somebody or killed somebody or did the wrong thing. You don't want to live that life. Yep. You know, everybody said, oh, El Chapo was a billionaire. But El Chapo had to look over his shoulder every night mm-hmm. to see if somebody was coming after him. Who wants to live like that? I want to be broke. I'd rather have no money in my pocket and know that, you know, I didn't, I didn't do wrong by people. Yep. You know, I, I stood by people and did the right thing. Bro, I think you got ghosts in your house, man. That door just, that door just wide open by itself. <laughs> I, was, I thought there was like a little, I was looking for like a little kid. I'm like, oh, you kids. I was like, I was all excited. I was like, oh, let's get them on the podcast. Let's hear about their mindset. Uh, how, how do you go about doing that? How do you go about installing? So this is something that as a business leader, is extremely uh, is a fascinating puzzle to solve, right? Is how to install your own mindset into your your staff, right? So how do you go about doing that with with your kids? Because you want the best for them, but then you don't want to override some of their you know natural learning. How, how, like how do you how do you approach that? Man? I believe in by you showing them, not telling them. Hmm. You know, you know, you know. When they're ready, you know, I will appear. You know, and, you know, you know, I can drop little knowledge clues here and there, you know, while we're doing fun things. Yep. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to sit down there and lecture them right now, you know, about this and this and this and that. You know, you know, every time we, we do something and if there's a lesson to be learned, I talk to them about the lesson and what, what we should learn from this and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm not I'm not the one who's going to sit down and be like, all right, girls, let's talk about compound interest today. You know, right. let's do, you know, what, what is that will do with, and all that, you know, um, I believe kids should do really two things, you know, either do physical activity or mental activity. Yep. I love that. Keep keeping it, keeping it young, man, keeping it 
engaged, keeping yeah. it engaged. Uh, how much do you channel your inner kid? Because you have fun with what you do, and I, I love to, I love chatting with you. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's so he's you know, he's jacked, he's serious. You, you, you kind of put off a little bit of like a Ed Milet kind of, you know, we we're gonna get this right. But but then there's there's like a playful, fun element to it. Uh, do you find that as as you get more developed, it's actually you kind of have permission to tap into that inner kid more? Well, you know, um, for for many years of my life. I was that guy. Was, okay, go get it, go get it. Because I was trying to come up. I was trying to survive. I was trying to pay bills. I was trying to go to the next level. And as I got a little, a little more successful, as I got a little more, you know, freedom, and as I started having more kids, you know, I'm like, look, man, you know, um, I need to bring that kid back. When you watch your children, we can learn more from them than they can learn from us. Yep. I learn more from my kids than they learn from me by far. And I've learned so much about how life, how precious life is and how to make sure don't take yourself too seriously and have fun. You know, this year, you know, with, with Kobe passing away, I think Kobe, as Kobe passing away as, as dramatic and as devastating as that was, it made the world a better place. Everybody that Sunday started reevaluating life. I myself was crying, crying like all day. Like grown ass man, I met Kobe once, you know, and I, you know, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm out crying. And it made me reevaluate life and see what's important. Tomorrow's not promised to you, not to me. Matter of fact, the next hour is not promised. You know, I, I have a driver that drives me, you know, to LA and, you know, when, when I want to go to a, to a party or when I want to go to a restaurant or, or like that, really nice man. You know, his name was Stan. Last, uh, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago for Valentine's Day. He, he you know, you know, he usually uh, drives my Sprinter. You know, I told him, hey, man, we're going to take the Rolls. I'm like, can you drop the Rolls? He was so happy. You know, he was like, oh, my God, I would get to drop the Rolls. You know, anyway, he drops us back. You know, two days later, his boss calls me and said he passed away. Oh, wow. And it was just, I was just devastated. But that happening, Kobe's the past passing. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Do I want to be known to everyone as that type guy who's always like, oh, going after, going after, going after? Or do I want to be known as that fun-loving person who empowered everyone and was cool and all that? And that's, the, that, you know, what do you want people to remember you when they come to your funeral? Yep. That's, that's, that's what I want to know. You know, and so everything that I do now is, okay, is that what, the kind of memory I want to leave this person? If I die tomorrow, is this what I'm going to leave this person? And that's not what kind of memory I want to leave that person. I'm not going to do it. That's powerful, man. I remember um, it was right after uh, he performed at the, at the, the Staples Center. So the, the spa I go to, I was, um, was in there very recently after this happened. And, and Usher's in there. Usher goes to that same, same spa. And I could see him there with his kids just sitting by the pool at like thinking, you know, and him, him and I exchanged some words because you know, he, he's a little closer to that um, scenario, obviously, right, than I am. And um, it was fascinating to see it. You know, it's it doesn't matter the level that you're at. I think I think a lot of people misconstrue that when you're at a certain level, you're no longer human. And, you know, and, and that's that's tough. That's tough on both ends, right? Because I believe anybody can be great. They, you got to put in the work. You got it. You man, for some people, it's going to be a lot more work. 
I believe if you dial in and you work on yourself and you work on your mindset, you can, you can make that impact. And at the end of the day, you're, you're right. All we get is, is that moment. You know, I talk about this a lot. We, we, we used to do uh, these large group awareness trainings where we would do POD training, point of death training. So the way we would visualize it is, you know, we'd be in this big auditorium. We say, okay, visualize the ceiling collapses right now. And that's it. You're gone. Right. And then we take them through that whole process and people are crying. And then we bring them back and we say, now check this out. You got one chance. You, you, what, what would you give up to have the opportunity to tell your mother you love her? Yeah. Right. What would you give up? Would you give up the car? Would you give up? You give everything up and then some, right? Um, my friend says you give up everything that you have and everything you could steal, so to speak. Right. And I, it's like, so I, and I think we forget about that sometimes. You know, I'm here in LA, people driving. You know, try, try, trying to get ahead. There's no getting ahead, man. Every, I, I've got a, a quote. It's everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I was not in LA, man. You know, they cut you off and they, 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 they're right in front of you. I didn't like it. Yep. Like, it's, I mean, like, where, you go, where are you going? Yeah. So, 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 so all right, let's, let's pivot a little bit. This is good because I think it's a bit kind of an intimate conversation. I think it's good for people to see that side because people are like, oh, he's a, multi-millionaires just conquer everything it's like cool 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 okay we got it do that you know lock in provide value deliver value get the awesome um you mentioned some performance stuff so do you mind if i ask how how old are you currently 26 dang man so you are sharp you are sharp what are some things that people can do now let's talk more into that doctor aspect of your of your background what are some things people can do to um let, let's just talk testosterone like let's 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 attack that right away if you're a dude and you're uh, in your 20s going into 30s i'm 32 so it's top of mind for me right what can people do to keep up that mental clarity that mental focus um because i think you're gonna be, you know Gra grant cardone's like in his 60s that dude that dude's a monster he just did 10x he's a monster He's a, he's a beast, right? I think, I think you're going to be no different. I think you're going to be, you know, but, but there's a certain protocol, I'll call it. So what, what is part of your protocol to make sure that you stay sharp, you stay on point um, so that you are there for your kids in the best possible way? There are a few things, man. I mean, you know, obviously the number one thing for me, you know, that anchors me is exercise. I used to do exercise because I want to build bigger muscles and, and I want to do it. But when I, when I started exercising to bodybuilding, I wish I did at the highest level. And I realized that it's just not an exercise for the mind, for the body, but it's also an exercise for the mind. So meditation, you know, is, you know, releases your natural endorphins, natural encephalins, and you know, that's, that's your natural high hormones, that, that natural um, pain, you know, anti-pain hormones. And I think that to me, everybody should exercise. That doesn't mean that everybody needs to exercise and go to a gym or lift weights or do what I do, but I need, everybody needs to schedule an hour a day for some kind of a movement. I don't care if it's a walk. I don't care if it's yoga, Pilates. I don't care what it is. You need to do that, you know, every day. I also need that everybody needs to be aware of basic nutrition. You know, what do carbohydrates do? The types of carbohydrates. What are fats do? The type of fats. What do protein do? The type of proteins. How our body utilize, you know, those nutrients, you know, and how to, how to be able to do it. And I also think that everybody, you know, needs to do physicals regularly. You know, you know, physical regularly, which, you know, for me, is, you know, do your, your blood work, making sure that your blood work is okay. Obviously, like, you know, your blood work comes your hormone levels, 
You know, if your hormones levels out of whack, then you talk to your doctor, see how you can adjust it. If your vitamin D levels are low, whatever, whatever that is, you know, be able to do it. You know, as you get older, you know, also recommend doing, you know, doing what I call an executive physical, you know, every, every five years, which an executive physical, not only, you know, the, the physical and the blood work, but then actually dig deeper and by doing ultrasound to your abdominal and do a colonoscopy, you know, you know, look, look at your uh, arteries in your heart, making sure that's, you know, that's, uh, that's functioning. I think that every male and female after age 40 should supplement with these nutrients. Okay. One of them is a baby aspirin. Baby aspirin reduces heart attack and stroke rates by like 33%. Okay. So, you know, so that they should do that. I think everybody should definitely check their vitamin D levels. The low vitamin D levels are, are uh, associated with early mortality and morbidity and so many other, other things. You know, um, I think that everybody should supplement with fish oil. Okay. And when you look at fish oil, you want something that is higher in EPA than it is in DHA. Okay. People don't understand that. People just get it, get in fish oil and oh, it's omega three. No, they're all not made the same because, you know, fish oil, you get to look at how many milligrams it is and what's the breakdown of each milligram. And DHA is good for children, but it's really not great for adults as it can raise your cholesterol level, you know, and, and, and your triglycerides, you know, um, I think that everybody should supplement with, with something called berberine, which it will, berberine is, 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 a, is a compound that helps lower sh- uh, blood sugar level. And if you look at aging and everything that's pointed to aging, the reason that you want to lower your blood sugar level because insulin is inversely correlated with aging. So you want to keep your insulin levels down. And anything that lowers your you know, blood sugar level is going to lower insulin and it's going to help you stay, stay younger and, and, um, and uh, function more properly. I have not heard of that one. I'm a, I'm a huge Tim Ferriss buff and uh, all about that. That's, we're going we're gonna to add that. We're going to make a nice little downloadable checklist. Also, also put this on your list. There's a supplement called MK7. MK7 basically, you know, it, it, is uh, potassium that helps transport calcium into your, into your bones and not in your arteries. Oh, that's cool. So because a lot of times yeah. when you do a carotid test or, you know, thing like that, you want to see calcium buildup. You don't want calcium in your arteries. You want calcium in your bones. Yep. Okay. So these, these are some of the things that I've learned, you know, because I go to the number one cardiologist in the country in Spokane, Washington. You know, and, and like I said, my goal is not to be to have a 20 inch bicep. I don't have 20 inch bicep no more, but I do have clear arteries. I do have better health. You know, I, I am more flexible, you know, and, and, my, and my goals have changed over time. Well, and you're happy. There, there's, I think people forget uh, you can't think yourself into an emotion, but you can act yourself into one sometimes. Well, but there's through the endorphin rush, through taking the action that you need to be taking. Um, I, I love that. If, if you had a, a quick fire one, two, three reference, if people wanted to go and unpack that stuff more, what are some of the things that you reference yourself, whether that's a podcast or a best of book uh, to go unpack that health thing? Because I'd love to do another hour on this, but we don't have the hour. So if we were to do a quick fire reference, what does that look like? I, you know, we can schedule another one. I'll, I'll be more happy to. But you know, there's, um, um, there's a book by Dr. Bob Sinclair, you know, um, that, that I think everyone should read. You know, uh, God, what, what is it called? You, do you remember the name? Um, no, I don't have it. I don't have it on this shelf. 
you know, so so I have it right there. I just can't remember the name right now. There's a book by Bob Sinclair, you know, and and there is a, a book by, um, you know, by my doctor, the doctor Donine, which is called a heart attack gene. You know that I think I think is great for them for them to read. But you really, you really need to know the basics of of nutrition first. Don't go read all all these complicated books. Understand protein. Understand carbs. Understand fat. Understand how they work. Understand. Start exercising. You know, don't go in there right now and start buying. You know, MK seven vitamin D. You know, if if if, if you just want to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. Yep. I I went I went a little too far. I did a spreadsheet where I tracked. All of my, uh, all my BC, like all my brand chain aminos, everything down to like macros and micros. And uh, I remember my, my my girlfriend at the time, she was looking at it. She's like, man, you could just eat some salad, you know? And I'm like, like, but th- there's, there's elements, right? To the performance. Cause it's like, you, you, I, be- I believe what you put in is what you're going to get. So if you, if you, yeah, sure. You can do like your little green smoothie and do that, do that. But then there's these other elements. Um, I'm a big nootropic fan. I, I love um, things that don't have any correlated downside or, you know, you, you treat it like security analysis, right? What is something that has a correlated upside with minimal risk, stuff like that. So I, I'd, I'd love to do another one unpack and, and I'll, I'll hyper prep for that one to sure. see if we see, if we can go a little tit for tat on it. You'll, you'll school me. You'll school me without breaking a sweat, but it'll still be a, that would still be a fascinating one. Um, I, I would love to learn about all the nootropics from you, you know, oh, man, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very, very well versed to it, but I would love to know, you know what? What is that drug people talk about? Uh, uh, the the one that they talked about in that movie, Limitless. Yes. So that's like a real NZT. So um, there's a guy who did a form formula for that NZT48. Um, rather fascinating compounds because what you're seeing a lot right now. I'll, I'll just go on this tangent for like 15, 20 seconds since you mentioned it. What you're seeing a lot is is in schools. You're seeing kids have trouble focusing, and it starts from a young age where they have quote ADHD. They get prescribed these things. And all these things are amphetamine based. You're talking a lot about heart health. You're seeing the, it's call it out Adderall, right? It has uh, amphetamine in the name, and that's really, really bad for the heart. So, um, yeah, well, I've, uh, racetams. There's a whole CDP acetylcholine. There's a whole you know Dave, the Dave Asprey suite of stuff. And then I've gone a bit beyond, uh, quite a bit beyond that. I used to mix kind of my, my own um, things of things that don't have correlated downside. And uh, the, the analogy that I use is rather than uh, you know, what does Adderall do? It increases your heart rate. As a result, you deliver more oxygen to your brain. So, quote, you can focus. That's, that's the basic, you know, there's a lot more going on, but that's the basic premise. Well, that's really not good because you're straining the number one most important muscle that you have right. in your body uh, artificially. Um, so, the, if you flip that concept on its head and you go, well, what if I stimulated my neurons to tell my heart to pump faster? Uh, because it's just like uh, in, if you're doing a marathon sprint, you do have a, a threshold beyond which uh, you're actually, you actually are damaging, right? There, there's positive, we, we, separate topic, all right? Uh, so, so that's more the way that the nootropics work is they stimulate the, uh, the neurochemistry to say, look, I'm gonna need more oxygen soon, please fire up. And the heart goes, okay, I can fire up 15%, 17%. I can, I can fire up to here, it increases your respiratory breathing to, to sustain it and it's sustainable. And, and as a result of that, you get more focus, you get more clarity, you get more uh, mnemonic retention. I just had a, uh, multi-time memory champion on the podcast. We, we unpack a lot of that stuff. So uh, we'd lo- would love to break that down. If there's even one little thing that you get out of that, that I can do, that helps like in exchange okay. for your, yeah, man, it's, you, you've been, um, let's, let's do some fun ones. Let's do some fun ones to close this thing out. Um, what's your earliest memory? I remember just laying in bed with my mom and my dad before they got divorced. And I can remember I was so happy that 
my dad was next to me. And then, you know, they had divorced and I never saw me after that. Oof, man. Okay. There's a lot of stuff we can unpack there. Um, yeah. next time on how that affects your patterns and how you dealt with that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, favorite animal? Dogs. Dogs. For sure. L- loyalty or playfulness or something else? Loyalty. They're, they're always on your side. They're always happy to see you. You know, no matter what kind of day I have, I come home and my dog jumps on me and he's wagging his tail, you know, and we can learn a lot from, from, from the dogs. I love that. We got, we got about a minute left here. I want to make sure we're respectful of your time. Uh, guilty pleasure. What's that thing that you do that has no ROI whatsoever, but you still do it? And that has no ROI that I, that I would do it, man. Um, yeah. Or like that thing you kind of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing, you know, I shouldn't be eating the cookie. I call it the cookie, right? So lately, because I've been so pretty much all my life, I, w- I was on a, on, on a regiment, uh, you know, chicken, broccoli, you know, you know, I was that guy. But lately, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just doing fasting. Hmm. So I'm doing fasting. And so I'm only eating one meal a day. Yep. You know, and so my 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 meals are usually like six or seven o'clock at night. I eat one meal a day, and I've been eating like a, a little big piece of sweets, like you know, like we had like you know some um, Girl Scout cookies. We went to Costco. We got those six things of muffins. You know, <laughs> last night I had like a half a muffin, which I've never done in my life. Yep. But like like a muffin with a glass of milk right now, pretty much every night after I eat. Yeah, it just it just like. I go to bed like a champ, like a baby, and I catch myself and I'm like, Sam, you, this is not you. You've never done this before. But it just feels good. It's like, it's like my guilty pleasure. I was telling my, telling my wife the other night, I'm like, I've never done this before, but having some little sweet is actually pretty cool at night. <laughs> totally. I love, I love that. We're, we're, we're up uh, on time here. Last, uh, last two, very fast. Uh, when you hop in your car, favorite band, album, or song? What's that thing that you like? You turn on, you're like, this is my jam for you right now. So right now, if I want to, if, if it just, it really depends on the day and the mood, yep. right? You know, you know, if, if I want to listen to something current, you know, in the last few years, you know, I either listen to The Weeknd, Drake, you know, uh, if I, you know, obviously, you know, my era was the nineties, Yep. you know, if, if, if I want to motivate myself, man, I put some Dr. Dre, some Ice Cube, some Tupac. You know, I bang to that. You know, um, you know, you know. Th- those are those are the things that you know I listen to 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 pump myself up. Love it. And we're a minute over. Last one. Um, I call this the dark forest. I believe every person lives their life inside the valley. They wake up, they do the things that they're best at, but yet there's a dark forest there, and that's the scary thing. That's that thing that intimidates you that you need to pursue. What's that dark forest for you currently right now? What's that thing that you're like, man, I'm fired up to do it. It's a little bit scary. It's I'm gonna go after it though. Man, I, you know, it's my dark horse. I don't know if I'm going to go after it, you know, I don't, you know, but it's, you know, I always said one day I'll do a marathon. Killer. You know, and because being a bodybuilder, we never did cardio. Yep. Right. You know, and for me, 5K was, was a killed me. I always told myself, do a marathon, do a marathon, do a marathon, but I scared the shit out of me because I'm naturally not a runner, never have been, you know, never enjoyed it. Like I said, one time I did 5K. Mm-hmm. And and I was so I sucked like bad every two every two blocks I have to stop and catch my breath you know and um, so yeah that's my dark horse.
<laughs> love, love it, man. Yeah, I started swimming recently, swim 2,500 meters uh, three times a week. So uh, I resonate. Brother, thank you so much. I know we're two minutes over. Cool. I just want to, yeah, yeah, I, I like to be respectful of that. I'm a very, like, you know, so thank you so much for coming on. If you had a last minute message, just anybody who's out there who they're, they're struggling, they're trying to build a business, talk a lot about the struggle. If you had a last minute pump up for them, take it away. I mean, I mean, if you follow my journey, or matter of fact, not my journey, anyone's journey who has made anything out of themselves, you know, unless they were born into a bunch of money and, you know, you know, you know Donald Trump, his dad gave a million dollars to start with. I didn't have that, you know, um, you know, but you have to understand that life is going to throw you some obstacles and obstacles are blessing because they're a test from God for you to pass so we can bless you more. There's a bigger thing on the other side. You know, everything from, you know, all my devastations became my superpower. You know, getting bombed on and leaving the country. You know, I came to America. If I wasn't getting bombed on, you know, and we were in a war, I would have never left the country. Uh, I would have never came to America. Come to America, getting bullied, getting beat up, um, being, being called names, couldn't speak the language, you know, led me to weight training and, and, and something positive. If I didn't do weight training, I wouldn't have the camp transformation center. I wouldn't have all that. Have I not got divorced, I would have not worked so hard and built my business the way I've done. I would have not met the love of my life and I would not have my, my, my son right now. So everything that you're going through, understand that when, it, when there's good, it's not always going to be good. And when it's bad, it's not always going to be bad. In life, you're either in a problem, left a problem, or headed towards one. As long as you keep going, your time will come. Sam, thank you so much for being with us, brother. Lots of love for you. Sending you vibes. Yeah. I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. See you, brother. Cheers. It really is a revolution. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical eye after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted.